We're in the book of Revelation, chapter 2. If you'd like to turn there, we're glad that you're here this morning. Glad you've come. And um, we're excited about being in the house of the Lord. I hope you don't get so used to that, that we come to a service like this and not realizing that we need to hear from the Lord. We need God to speak to us. We want him to. I desire that. I trust you as well. Uh, we're in a series in Revelation at 930 on, in our Sunday school time where all our classes are teaching the book of Revelation verse by verse. Uh, we encourage you to uh, come and be a part of that. And then what we're doing here in Revelation 2 and 3, there's seven secrets or seven steps of growth and change we find here uh, in the book of Revelation. And uh, here in chapter 2, verse 1, last week we talked a few things about this. Uh, verse 1 says, Under the angel of the church of Ephesus write, These things saith he that holds the seven stars in his, in his right hand, who walks in the midst of the seven golden candlesticks. Who is that, class? That's Jesus, isn't it? Jesus is getting ready to talk to us. Now, I don't know about you, when Jesus is speaking, I want to listen to what he's got to say. Amen. I want to know what, what is he talking about? What does he have to say to me? You know, and this morning we find that he's getting ready to talk to the church. And uh, as I mentioned here last week that in this particular portion of Scripture that he's going to deal with seven churches. And these churches are very much like our church. So we find that they're very, the, the message he brought to them also applies to us. Now, and last week we talked about uh, not only uh, these, these particular area of, of Jesus speaking, but we talked about, you know, uh, in this particular portion of Scripture, he talks about making the main thing the main thing. And this particular area here is he wants us to put him first in our life. He wants Christ to be first in our life. He desires that to, for that to happen. And one of the first things that we talked about was that we need to listen to Jesus, listen to what he has to say. Uh, I talked to you last week, encouraged you about having a time out. Now, some of you thought that time out mean you were in trouble, so you had to have a time out. Now, for some of you, that's probably true. But uh, basically, what I'm talking about, uh, talking about having a devotional time, talking about uh, reading the scripture, and, and talking about praying, and, and all these kind of things that we stay connected to God. And so we need to be listening to the Lord. As you come this morning, your prayer should be, Jesus, would you speak to me this morning? Uh, talking to our Connect class, and I generally find in a service that when the message goes out, there's actually more messages happening within that message. If we just listen, God, what do you have to say to me? We need to listen to Jesus. We talked about uh, certainly verses 2 and 3. He said, I know thy works and thy labor and thy patience and how thou canst bear them which are evil, and thou hast tried them which say they are apostles and are not and hast found them liars has borne and has patience and for my name's sake has labored and has not faded. And we talked about uh, being careful about hiding behind a busy life. Sometimes we get so busy doing things. And, uh, and certainly the things these guys were doing here in this particular verse, they, they were, you know, they were uh, serving the Lord. That's a good thing. And all these things he's talking about, he's not saying these are bad things to do. Serving the Lord, uh, standing against evil, uh, sharing the gospel, all these things are important, and we need to do that. I mean, it's, it's valid. You need to be involved with the work of the Lord. But verse 4 says this, nevertheless. Hmm, that's a big word. Nevertheless. It's not that these things aren't important, but nevertheless, he says this, I have somewhat against thee, because thou hast left thy first love. 
I think it's important as we look at this particular scripture uh, that he's telling us that we, we need to acknowledge that our first love is Jesus Christ. And, you know, I mentioned to you last week, uh, you guys, how many of you tell your wives every day you love them? I, well, yeah, I know you all do that. Everyone does that. I know you wouldn't neglect that. I mean, I feel sure you would. Every day you tell Precious how, how much you love her. I mean, you get her, you know, little special things like, I don't know, pick up your laundry and uh, stuff like that, important stuff. But, uh, you know, uh, I think the same thing is true with the Lord. We need to make sure he knows that we love him. And we need to take time to tell Jesus that I love you, I care about you. And, and because he, he needs to be first in our life. And there's one thing that we see in these seven scriptures here in Revelation 2, dealing with the church of Ephesus, they had left their first love. Uh, it's interesting when we read the verses 2 and 3, we, we see the, uh, the commendation, how, how wonderful what they were doing, and he was not in any way diminishing what they were doing. He said, you guys, I, I, it's great what you're doing, but if you've noticed, all these things were very surface. They were serving, they were standing, they were sharing. It's all external. And, the, and the, when it comes to condemning the situation, he condemns them because of not having this personal relationship with him. Let me tell you this. When you're so busy serving God, you become religious. But when you have a walk with the Lord, an intimate walk with the Lord, reading your Bible, praying, and spending time with Him, you have a relationship. I don't know about you, I'm not really sold on religion. Religion is not what I want in my life, it's not what God wants in my life. He wants to have a relationship with me, amen? God desires that. He desires to have a relationship with you. He doesn't simply want you to keep the rules and regulations and stand when you're supposed to stand, sit when you're supposed to sit, say the stuff you're supposed to say. I think God wants to have that relationship with you. But those are that's hard work. Have you noticed? You that are married and, and uh, you've been very, been very, been, <laughs> gosh, I'm trying to say you've been married a long time. You can see how hard that's for me to get out. If you've been married a long time, it's work, amen? If you've got a good relationship with, with precious either one, you are working that thing. I mean, you have to work at it every day. And so it's important to understand that. And that's what he's talking about here. So I appreciate all the stuff, but nevertheless, I want to have a relationship with you. I desire that. He needs to be the first love in your life. But he said you're neglecting that. And how do we neglect it? We neglect it by letting activities come into our life and, and uh, you know, letting things get involved that shouldn't be involved in our life. And sometimes we get so busy that, you know, we, we can't really have a time with him because we're so busy, so busy. You know, Pastor Hardy mentioned that next Sunday will be our 20 years at Sunshine. And, uh, and we're so grateful and thankful for you all one of the prayer requests we had 20 years ago, uh, some of you may or may not know this, much of our life was spent in youth ministry and starting churches around the state of Florida. We were involved with three churches that we were able to plant, and then we were involved with another ministry or so that we took over to be able to help them. But 20 years ago, when we, asked, when we knew we were coming to the Port Charlotte area, uh, one of the things we asked the Lord to help us do, could we, could we stay here, could we finish out our ministry? And the Lord's been very gracious to that. He's allowed us to be here all these years. And, and I'm so grateful and thankful. And I know that we'll be saying more next week. Uh, I will not be preaching in Revelation next week. I'm going to be preaching on 20 years. Some lessons I've learned at Sunshine. I'll be sharing with you 
<laughs> it should be painful, man. <laughs> and so it may indeed be my last message. I don't know. But, uh, but uh, you know, for, but for 20 years, you know, one of the responsibilities that we have is that we need to pass the baton to the next generation. You know what I'm saying? You know, we, we, we have a responsibility that, because if we don't get that right, if we don't pass the baton, if we don't teach them the truth when it comes to God and God's word, uh, we're in trouble. You know, what I'm, you know what I'm saying? We have a responsibility these last 20 years to do that. And some of you may wonder why, why in sunshine are you making some changes that you're making? Why are you doing some of the stuff you're doing? Can I tell you? The next generation is not here. Look around. We have a few of them here, but not very many. And so how can I pass the truth to the next generation if they're not coming to church, if they're not coming to our services? And I'm burdened, and I'm going to do whatever I can to reach the next generation. And, and the things that we're doing, and I've been sitting in people's homes now and going over the situation, trying to explain to them how that we have a responsibility to reach Port Charlotte for God. And we need to do that. And we need to be able to, I want to be able to pass the truth to the next generation. Paul had it right. Philippians chapter 3, verse 8, he said this, Yea, doubtless, and I count all things but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I suffer the loss of all things, do count them but dung, that I may win some. What he's saying here is that you have to work on a relationship. It takes energy. It takes sacrifice. It takes time. God is saying there in verse 4, I want you to understand that I appreciate all these things you're doing, and you should be doing those things. You should be serving. You should be standing against evil. You should be sharing the gospel. But you should not do all those at the price of loving me. You need to love me with all your heart. The last thing we see here in this particular portion of Scripture, he's saying in verse 5, take some steps to return to your first love. Look at verse 5. Remember, therefore, from whence thou hast art fallen, and repent and do the first works, or else I will come unto you quickly and remove the candlestick out of his place, except thou repent. My question is, remember what? What, what, you know, what, what is it that he wants us to remember? He wants us to remember what it was like when we first fell in love with Jesus. Do you all remember that? Some of you have known the Lord for a long time. Remember how it was years ago when you first, it was explained to you the, the way to go to heaven, the way to have a relationship with Jesus Christ, and you, and you understood that, and you asked Jesus to come into your heart, and how he made that change in your heart and your life, and how that your direction changed, and how that your love for him changed, and how that you started loving him and started caring for him. And you see, that's what he wants us to remember. Remember, remember that. You know, remember when, you know, you uh, used to spend time together. But you're so busy now, aren't you? You know, you're so busy now, but there was a time you, you enjoyed to spend time with him. Uh, there was a time that you enjoyed worshiping him and, and, and praising his name. And there, were, there was a time when you told your friends about him. But you don't do that anymore. He's saying he wants us to remember these times of, of putting him first and him being really a part of our life. And see, what happens sometimes if we're not Christians, we can, uh, if we are Christians, sometimes happens, what happens, we get so involved in the things that we do is pretty soon we go through the motions and we start playing the game called church. We play the game. We go through the motions. We don't realize that what is at stake here. 
We don't realize that heaven is real and hell is real. And these places are not something that we are just manufacturing because we just, we, we're going to make these things up. No, these are the things that God is talking about. And he's left us here to be, to be a lighthouse. He has left us here to be a hospital. We are, if we're not careful, we will turn into being a museum. And we will be impressing each other for the things that we do. Brethren, for, you know what, you know what bothers me? I have folks come and complain about stuff, believe it or not. In fact, I'm going to show you a video next week. You've always wondered what 20 years was like. I'm going to show you a video of people coming and what they're saying to me. But you know what I don't have, I, have, I don't remember ever happening to me. Dale, maybe you've had this happen. Where someone comes to me and says, Preacher, there was no one saved Sunday. What's wrong? What's wrong? What are we doing? That ought to be what I'll be concerning us. No one was saved. No life was changed. No difference was made. Oh, we did church, though, didn't we? We did church. But we didn't do what God would have us to do. He says, I want you to remember about your first love. Hebrews gets it straight. Hebrews 2.1, therefore we ought to give the more earnest heed, get this, to the things which we have heard, lest at any time... We should let them slip. It's amazing how easy it is to get out of serving God. Neglect means we replace it with something or we choose to do something else. So not only does he want us to remember, but number two, he wants us to repent. Repent means that whatever causes you to mess up, you need to take care of it. Generally, what we are repenting of is sin. Uh, there's all kinds of sins and pride and materialism and resentment, uh, bitterness, anger. Uh, sexual sins. He says he wants us to give those things up. But how? See, there's a lot of people that deal with remorse. Remorse is acknowledging the sin. Re re remorse is, is uh, you're aware of it. I mean, you see the bitterness of sin, but remorse doesn't change you. You feeling sorry for it doesn't change you. The Bible says we need to repent of that sin. It's imperative that we do that. Without repentance, uh, there is no actual freedom or chains being broke. Acts 3.19, repent ye therefore and be converted that your sins may be blotted out and the time of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord. Without repentance, there's no fresh walk with God. James tells us, submit yourself therefore to God, resist the devil and he will flee from you. Draw an eye to God, he will draw an eye to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners. Purify your hearts, you double-minded. Be afflicted and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to heaviness. Humble yourself in the sight of the Lord and he will lift you up. Okay, how do we repent? I have a homework assignment. You know, you all go home and you don't have anything to do. You just kind of lay around and watch some important stuff like golf this afternoon. What I'd like for you to do is Psalms 38. You take, go home, if not today, please this week, go to Psalms 38, and you'll see David's steps of repentance. Let me give them to you real quick, but you can pick them up, and when you go home, this will give you something to work on. How do I repent? Psalms 38. Number one, you've got to see your sin for what it is. This is what David talks about. You'll, you'll read about, he said, I'm completely weak. He said, I'm destroying my life. There, these, this sin is wounding me, and so you've got to see it for what it is. Number two, 
you've got to feel the weight of the sin in your life. Uh, what it is done to you, uh, the, the condemnation. You know, how in the world can we allow sin in our life and it now not be a problem for us? You know, here's the deal. If, if sin is in my life, it doesn't bother me. One or two things is true. One, I'm not saved. I'm just simply going through, I'm just simply a religious person. Or two, I, I'm, I, I have done that so much, I have hardened my heart to that. And either one of those things is a very dangerous thing. And, and so we need to understand, when we sin, we need to understand the weight. You won't change unless you see the weight of it. Number three, confess your sins to Christ and others. First uh, John 1, 9, we confess our sin. He is faithful and just to forgive us of our sin and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And then he says that we need to be, we need to involve others, confess our sins to others, which he's actually saying here that we need help to get this job. One of the things that we're going to do in the next year or so, we're going to go into more life group type things where five or six couples are, are Bible studying together and doing life together and sharing where they can share each other's burdens and, and really impact each other's lives and all because we need people. And I tell you, right now, we are fellow strugglers when it comes to this Christian life and we can't do it by ourselves. We need each other. We need to encourage each other. We need to be a place where that can happen. And then, of course, you need to abandon it. You'll find all those things you'll find there in uh, Psalms 38. This literally means you need to make a choice not to keep doing it. So you need to see it, feel it, confess it, and decide not to do it. Now, in your Bible, he makes a, he, he's concluding in verse 6. But this thou hast, thou hatest the deeds of the Nicolaitans, which I also hate. My kids told me last week I called that Nickelodeons. You ought to hate the Nicolodeons, too. Nicolaitans. Now, the reason that they, they this, is such a, this is a pretty strong pronouncement against these guys, but the reason was they were mixing the Christianity with the immorality at the temple. I mean, they were taking both those things, the immorality at the temple that was going on uh, back in that day, and Christianity, and they were putting those things together and, and making those things one as a Christian walk. He said, I, he said, I don't like that. I hate that. And I think you need to understand, anytime you mix salvation with baptism, church membership, good works, that's not salvation. You don't mix it with something else. You know, Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by him. It's not him plus something or minus something. It's him only. Neither is there salvation any other. There's no other name under given among men under heaven or by you must be saved. And so he was, he was talking about that. He was encouraging him. He said, man, you know, it's some bad stuff. Verse 7, he concludes with this. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. To them that overcome will I give to eat of the tree of life, which is in the midst of the paradise of God. Of course, what he's saying is eternal paradise awaits those who love him. So the three R's of putting Christ first in our life is number one we need to remember when you first were saved now if you have a problem with that maybe that you need to trust Christ as personal savior I'm so grateful and thankful that uh, at a service just like this if you don't know the Lord as your personal savior that you can come this morning and we can show you what the word of God says how you can place your faith and know for sure when you die heaven's your home so I encourage you, you need to remember as I get more mature I find remembering harder to do but you got to remember Number two, you need to repent. This means to agree with God, to agree with God about what's going on in your life. 
But this last one I think is very important. We need to repeat. Repeat, that sounds kind of weird. We need to repeat. What do you mean by that? You need to go back and start having your devotions every day. Go back and start reading the Word of God. You say, a good place to start, start in the book of John. Read a chapter a day. The uh, book of Proverbs is a great uh, devotional book. Reading a chapter a day, whatever the day of the week is, uh, of the month, you read that particular chapter. Read the book of Proverbs or read the book of John. We have devotional guides around here. And if we don't, uh, we'll get you stuff. Whatever we can do to get you into the Word of God, you need to get in the Word of God. You need to have prayer time. How about a prayer list? You need to write. You know, when people ask me to pray for them, I don't write it down. <laughs> I, what, I, what I've gotten to start doing, when people say, I'd like for you to pray for me, we stop right then. <laughs> Let's pray right now. Because I probably won't remember, you know, because I do want to pray for you and all. But you need to have a prayer time. You need a, a time where you, the word of God, God talks to you, prayer, you talk to God. There needs to be a prayer time, a, a time that you're spending before the Lord in prayer. There needs to be, be, be faithfulness, coming to church. You need to be in the services. It's important that you come. And we have a service, you need to come. And uh, like tonight, we're having the Lord's Supper tonight at, at 5 o'clock. And you need to come and worship with us as we, as we uh, remember as we remember the body that was broke for us, remember the blood that was shed for us. And so it'd be a wonderful time for you to come and be a part of that. You'd be faithful in your giving, that God can bless your giving as we, as we invest in not only here but around the world, reaching this world for Jesus Christ. What I'm saying, the things that you did when you were in love with the Lord and you were actively in a relationship with him are the things you start doing now, you see. It works in every situation. If we'll just spend the time and the effort, you know, the thing that I encourage you that I that I, I this this morning I like for you to consider and think about is that who really is first place in my life? Who really is? I can tell you exactly. Just look at your activities, look at the places you're going and not going, the things that you're doing. See. How you believe, or what you believe, rather, is how you behave. It's not difficult to find out what people believe. Just look at their lives. They can say everything they want to say, but what you are speaks so loud that we can't hear what you're saying. And so I think it's very important this morning that we understand the opportunity that God has given to us. That, that, that God loves us so much that he wants us to come back. He says, he says come unto me, all you that are weak and heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. And you may have come here this morning, and you're weary because of some things going on in your life. And maybe you've come here, and you say, well, you don't know the things that I've done or the things that I have done in the past and all that kind of stuff, and God doesn't really care about me. That's not true. God loves you, loves you so much. He sent his son to die for you. That's how much he cares about you. Well, there it is. Here's the thought. You know, this morning, you're free to choose. You're free to reject everything I've said. You're free to walk out of here and you believe you're not making a decision. But here's the truth of the matter. You're free to choose, but you're not free to choose the consequences of your choice. And this morning, sometimes that may sound really dark, if you will, but it really isn't. When you do the right things, the blessings and the excitement 
that God has for you, the things that he wants for you to do, the things that he has for you to do. I just encourage you this, this, this morning, if God has spoken to your heart in whatever area, maybe there's a message within the message type situation, and God has dealt with you this morning, you have an opportunity this morning to do something about it. God has made it very open for you to do that. The scripture somewhere, I believe it's in Revelation, says if today, if you hear his voice, harden not your heart.